Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. This week, thousands of Oakland teachers went on strike. And by their side were students, parents, allies, and supporters calling for change. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Samara, and this is Bay Current. As we approach the end of the second day of strikes for educators, let's take a look back at the past couple of days and what we can expect heading into the weekend. On Thursday, around 7.30 a.m., over 3,000 members of the Oakland Education Association began to form picket lines at their respective schools. Union members say it's a response to Oakland Unified School District management failing to negotiate in good faith with educators. It's not just higher pay on the line, though. My colleague, KCBS radio reporter Mike DeWald, was up early with teachers on Thursday and had the chance to hear from Velma Serrano, a bilingual teacher in Oakland and bargaining co-chair for the Oakland Education Association, or OEA. You know, obviously compensation is a core part, but so are our common good demands. The common good demands she's talking about are things like additional mental health support for students in the wake of COVID-19 improved services for students with disabilities, and investment in historically Black community schools. You know, teaching and learning has expanded beyond just the regular workday. And this is is a community schools district, so we feel that this is an opportunity. Um, It's an opportunity for the district to show real commitment and partnership by partnering with us, you know, and getting it in our contract. You know, this is something that is not going to go away. We are piloting, um, essentially, and here in the state of California, something incredible to support the whole family, whole students. And here in Oakland, we should demonstrate that commitment. Just a few hours after the strike started, the Oakland Unified School District held a press conference at its headquarters and had this to say in response. Yesterday was a very difficult day of bargaining for me. Our community is suffering. Kids who depend on us for safety, stability, and education are out of school adults scrambling. The voice you hear is Dr. Kyla Johnson Trammell. She's OUSD's superintendent. A strike is always hard, but is even harder on the heels of the pandemic and the end of the school year. Our kids need stability and routine and the joy this season usually brings more than ever. I am disappointed, but I promise you that we are and will continue to do all we can to get our kids back in school and get these negotiations resolved. 
My goal as superintendent has always been to increase the compensation of our teachers. There are many ways we can improve the quality of education in Oakland, yet the single most critical tool is retaining quality teachers. I have appreciated the progress we have recently made with OEA and believe we can continue to align towards a shared vision and purpose for our common good and have that reflected in ways that do not impact our future collective bargaining agreements in unprecedented ways. The latest salary proposal would give teachers an unprecedented raise, one that they deserve, and one that OUSD teachers haven't seen in years, if not decades. Our latest salary proposal is nearly $70 million in investment in teachers because they are the single most important investment in our children's education. And just before noon on Thursday, California Superintendent Tony Thurman sent out a statement inviting both sides to the table so Thurmond and his team can continue to mediate negotiations to end the strike. The statement said, quote, We are disappointed that the parties could not find an agreement in time to avert a strike. We observed how hard both sides worked and will start immediately working with the parties in a formal mediation capacity. Our goal is to help the parties reach an agreement and to end the strike so that students can return to class as quickly as possible. community protest and there is joy in resistance despite the disrespect that we continue to receive from the Oakland Unified School District as they attempt to bargain or lack or fail to bargain with us. By 12:30 on Thursday, striking educators and their supporters gathered in front of Oakland City Hall for a rally where Congresswoman Barbara Lee even showed up in solidarity with educators. You know, it's important that we stand in solidarity with our teachers and educators who are just asking for a fair contract. This is about our children, it's about the future, and uh, they deserve to have people stand in support of their efforts. My colleague, KCBS radio reporter Chris Carlo, was there to capture the energy of day one strikers and to hear what people had to say. As the district is saying they don't have enough to really kind of meet the needs for students, what, what do you see on a daily basis? How are your students affected on a daily basis by the shortcomings? Um, at our school, for the last six weeks, we have no phone service, no PA service, and no clocks at our school. And no there bells. No bells. They are busy checking the prices now for about four weeks. I don't think this is very safe for if something goes wrong in a classroom with the children. We're also in an area of Oakland that has very poor cell service, so we're relying on cell phones to get coverage for any kind of phones we want to make, phone calls we need to make because something's going wrong or if an issue. I mean, what are they going to do, run down the hall with the bell saying, lock your doors? I mean, really now. In front of City Hall, Chris caught up with Jaime Diaz, teacher at Crocker Highlands Elementary School. Currently, Oakland teachers are the lowest paid teachers in the Bay Area. So we're really just, um, I think the vast majority of people are out here to get a livable wage. Um, we currently, it's very difficult. I've been here teaching in the district for 10 years and it's difficult to make ends meet. Um, so I think that's the main reason, but we also um, would like better schools for our students. Um, obviously, paying teachers better helps uh, improve schools, but we're looking for things like um, class size, 
um, reductions, things like caseload reductions for um, SPED teachers, um, which is really important in Oakland because they have huge caseloads. We're also looking for raises not just for full-time teachers, but for nurses, speech and language pathologists, and many others around, um, basically all of our OEA members. You know, one of the big problems here is teacher exodus in a, in a large part. Uh, teachers here are making, I think it's like $14,000 less in San Francisco, close to $40,000 less in Palo Alto. Um, what else do you need to do to recruit teachers, aside from just pay, to, to come to Oakland and, and fight the good fight? Well, a lot of the proposals in our um, in, in the OEA proposal, a lot of the um, things in the OEA proposal do speak to having better working conditions. Like I said, case load, like if you're coming here to work SPED, your caseloads are sometimes one to 20 some odd um, kids and that's just not manageable, not sustainable and um, nobody wants to do that. So it's hard to recruit people um, when you also have the lowest pay um, in the area on top of some very difficult conditions. So um, it really just makes for a situation where teachers don't want to work here long term. Like I said, I've been here for 10 years and most of the people that I started with or have worked with throughout the years work in other neighboring districts like you mentioned San Francisco and places that you can actually afford a home without having to share or uh, live in a studio apartment and things like that. So. And this has been a phenomenal student who has been organizing alongside OEA this entire campaign. Please welcome Chris Serrano! Everybody, how's everybody doing today? Yeah, let me hear your voice! Let's go! I'm a sophomore at Oakland High School. And just a little fun fact about me is that I'm going to be the upcoming class president for the class of 2025. Yeah. Here in the crowd today, my past teachers as well, you all shaped me to who I am today. But no, I just want to say that we shouldn't even be here to tell OUSD that our teachers matter, that you all matter as the educators of OUSD and the students of OUSD. You shouldn't let anybody tell you that you matter less than other people. But I just want to let you all, all know that if you stand with your students, your students will stand with you. And that we are all here as students to support you all. That we are all here to tell you that you all matter. To be here with you all to tell you that you guys are our teachers. And that you all are important to us and as educators of OASD. As of Thursday evening, the California Department of Education confirmed that OUSD and the OEA have agreed to State Superintendent Tony Thurman's offer to mediate. But the strike continued to date two on Friday. Yeah, the march is now transformed into a rally as we've got a couple hundred teachers that are standing and listening to the leadership of the union, talking about uh, really plans for heading into the weekend, this second day of striking. And uh, it was a, about a mile or so march that went from uh, went from the United for Success Academy and uh, wound down to the uh, wound down to this park, Jose de la Cruz Park. And uh, when we got here. Any question about the energy, first off, it was a massive band that led all of these teachers down here, about two blocks worth of people along the streets as they worked their way down here. Uh, and then when they got down here, the president of the OEA, Ishmael Armanderas, uh, said, you know what, we're going to keep working through the weekend. Again, we're going to continue to bargain. And my message to our bargaining team and to our mighty, mighty union, go! Fight! Win! Thank you!
So two days and uh, no enthusiasm has evaporated here from this movement. Uh, they've got a thousand tamales that have been donated by a uh, a sister union. And uh, so they're going to be well fed here as they head into the weekend and the second day of striking here in Oakland. Reporting live, Chris Ancarlo, KCBS. Our colleague, KCBS radio reporter Matt Bigler, also hit the picket line on Friday to speak with educators about kids missing school on strike days, potentially adding to the learning loss the students have suffered throughout the pandemic. My name is Tyler Flynn Rambo, and I'm a second grade teacher here at Redwood Heights Elementary. My answer as an educator um, is I'm not concerned with it. I think that, you know, Everybody is going to be fine. I think that with COVID and that learning loss, you know, I want to, I'm not advocating for, you know, or saying that that was great and missing all that time from school was great, right? But I think that, like, we're at the end of the school year, right? We've, when we went on strike, we had 17 days left. We're in, the, we're in the celebration of learning time of the year, right? We're in this time where... Yeah, we, we have some, some things that we're going to finish for the school year. And then we're also ending the school year celebrating all the things that we've done. So I'm not, I'm not saying we don't do anything in the last 17 days of school. I just think that if we were in the middle of the school year, if we were in the beginning of the school year, it would be, it would be different. Um, so I'm not concerned with, with the learning loss. And I would say to parents, I wouldn't be either. You're saying if you're going to have a strike, this is probably the best time of the year to do it. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're not starting the year on, you know, our goal is to not start next school year on strike, right? And that's why we've been negotiating these past seven months with the goal being to have a contract by the end of the school year. So that would be horrible if we started next school year on strike. That learning loss, that from, if you went and, you know, you, you had at least, you know, you had one day on to summer and the longer that you add and the you know continued time away from the classroom that's a big deal yeah that's something that we're incredibly concerned about and we want to avoid bay current is a production of kcbs radio special thanks to my colleagues mike dewald chris and carlo and matt bigler for co-producing today's episode for more bay area stories subscribe to bay current on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.